Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Switchcraft. This is episode four, three, three, four. I don't know. It's one of those. Definitely one of those. And today is October 31st. 2016 spooky Halloween. Uh, I'm going to be talking about um, a uh, survey that I sent out uh, and I got over 2000 responses. So thank you guys so much for that. I'm recording this afterwards. So if I repeated myself, sorry. But anyway, thank you guys for uh, filling out the survey. And now let's find out what the survey says. So I sent out a survey asking a bunch of questions about Nintendo and the, about the Nintendo Switch and Nintendo in general. And in, uh, I don't know, about 24 hours, I got about 2,600 responses, which blew me away. I was honestly surprised that I got 10. That being said, let's go through what we actually, what I actually found out from this. So the first question I was curious as to what consoles people had had in the past from Nintendo. And the Wii was the number one. Number two was the 3DS. Now, uh, these aren't exclusive or anything, but the um, uh, 90% of people who responded said that they had a Wii. Now, first off, I posted this. This was a little bit of a self-selecting survey. Uh, mostly because I didn't want to get like flagged as spam or something, so I posted it to Twitter uh, with the hashtag Nintendo Switch, and I also posted it on Reddit in the um, slash r slash Nintendo um, subreddit. So that's the two places that I posted it. I asked a couple other people if I could post it on their forums or anything like that, and they didn't respond, so I didn't post it anywhere else. That would definitely skew the results uh, more toward people who are friendly to Nintendo. But I think that's, you know, Nintendo's base, you know, gosh, how do I want to say this? Nintendo needs to keep their base while getting new people as well. All right. So like I was saying before, which Nintendo consoles have you owned? Um, The number one answer was the Wii. Uh, 90% of people who responded to the survey owned a Wii, which isn't a huge surprise. The Wii was really cheap when it came out, uh, and it was Nintendo's biggest selling platform of all time. Uh, the next one that, that people had, and this actually surprised me, or no, 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 this isn't the next one. Uh, the next one was the Nintendo 3DS. 88.9% of people who responded had a 3DS, 85% of people had a DS, and then the next one after that was Game Boy Advanced, or Game Boy Advance, and then the Nintendo 64. What really surprised me is that only 36% of people who responded 
played a Nintendo Entertainment System, which is where I think a lot of people, uh, where I assumed a lot of people had started. Now, that might be because that's where I started. I mean, that's not where I started playing games, but that's where I started playing Nintendo games outside of playing Donkey Kong in the arcade. Um, so I found that to be pretty surprising that um, the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo were 36% and 43% uh, of people had those respectively. Uh, Game & Watch. I had a Game & Watch. It was Donkey Kong 2. Uh, it was shaped like a DS clamshell design with two screens. Uh, that only had 5.4% of respondents actually said that they had a Game & Watch. And while I thought that was going to be the lowest, the Virtual Boy had 3.8% of people had the Virtual Boy. Um, I, I guess that I assumed that most people had probably never even heard of Game & Watch, whereas Virtual Boy, lots of people had heard of. Um, 99 people had owned a Virtual Boy. So I'm not sure if I'm surprised by that number being high or low. That's weird. All right, the next question that I asked was, what games do you tend to get for Nintendo systems? Um, the biggest response was I buy a mix of first-party Nintendo and non-Nintendo games for Nintendo systems. That was 58.9% of the people who answered the the survey said that. 31% um, said they only play first-party Nintendo games on Nintendo consoles, and they play everything else on other consoles or PCs. That's where I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised. I thought that that was going to be more of a flip-flop. This tells me that it's really important that Nintendo gets third-party uh, support to back them up because 60% of people are planning that... 60% of people that answered my survey are planning to play third-party games on the Switch if, uh, if, they, if they buy one. Um, I also wanted to get uh, an idea of how old the people were who were, who were uh, checking out this survey... Uh, and mostly these were people, and this actually surprised me as well, uh, that people were born in the 90s. The early and late 90s um, made up a, the biggest uh, section of uh, this survey. I personally was born in the late 70s, and that's only 1.4% of the people who answered the survey. Uh, and then uh, the, the next smallest was anybody before 1970. And, uh, but, but really the people who, uh, are looking at the Nintendo subreddit and are following Nintendo switch, there are people who were born in the nineties. And I just assumed that the people who would be following those things would be older people because we grew up with Nintendo. Maybe the people who grew up with Nintendo grew out of it and have moved on. Unlike me, I didn't grow out of it. I still love to play video games. Um, let's take a look at the next question. The next question was, do you think Nintendo should drop support for the 3DS and focus on the Switch? This was split three ways. I had yes, no, or maybe. 39% of respondents said no, we sh that Nintendo shouldn't be dropping support for the 3DS. 30% said yes, and 30% said maybe. Uh, if you take the yeses and the maybes and you put them together, they, they vastly outweigh the noes. Um, but I, I'm betting that the people who said maybe 
are basing it on how well the Switch does at launch. If the Switch does really, really well at launch, then I bet a lot of those maybes change to yeses. And here's my reasoning. And I think that Nintendo should drop the 3DS uh, as support because right now, one of the biggest problems that Nintendo has had is they've been supporting two systems. And it's really difficult to motivate people to buy stuff for these two systems. Not only do you have to buy the games on each system, but you also have to buy two systems. So not only do I need to buy a Wii U, but I also have to buy a 3DS. And that's an expensive proposition. I mean, yes, the 3DS is getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And, uh, well, the Wii U is still uh, way overpriced for what you get. Um, But if Nintendo only has to support one system, that means every game that they make is going to come out on this system And that means more first-party games for the Switch, which I think is a really important thing for them to do. Next question was, do you plan to buy a Switch? 80% of people who um, responded to the survey said yes. 17% said it depends, and only 1% uh, said no. I'm betting that it depends is all based on the questions that I answered or that I asked afterwards and people are waiting to find out what happens. So the next question is, will we, or I'm sorry, I said that wrong is which will be a more important factor in your decision to buy the switch. And I said, battery life or cost. And it skews toward the, I I basically made it like a sliding scale and it skews more toward cost than it does battery life. So it seems like people think that, uh, the cost of the system is actually, uh, more important than the battery life of the system, which I found very interesting. So people are looking for Nintendo to put out a cheap console that makes me nervous. I don't think that this system should be cheap. I think that if it wants to succeed, it needs to be cheap. But I want a system, I'm willing to spend more money in order to get a better system. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, Next question was, which is a more important factor, battery life or graphics? Uh, This one was pretty much split down the middle. Uh, 52% were more on the side of battery life. uh, And that means about 47%, yeah, 47% were on the side of graphics. Um, with, you know, a little bit of wiggle room in there. So that tells me that people don't know which one is more important, battery life or graphics. And Nintendo has to, they have to balance this. They need to come down so that battery life and graphics are balanced. And if they don't, either way, if they're too, if they go too much in either direction, it's going to come back to bite them, I think. Um... Next question was, which is more important, cost or graphics? Uh, This one skewed more to the cost side, although on a scale of one to four, one being cost, four being graphics, uh, the biggest response was two. So people were leaning toward cost, but not all the way over. So this is good. I think that this is uh, that people this tells me that people are willing to pay for graphics, um, but they 
they don't want it to be too high. I guess I, I interpreted that wrong just now. No, this is this is telling me that people are worried that it'll be too high, and they are willing to sacrifice graphics for that. I'm willing to sacrifice graphics. I think where I land, well, we'll get to where I land in a little bit. Uh, but when I look at the data of these over 2,000 respondents, more of them said that cost is more important. Uh, the next question is, which will be a more important factor in your decision? Online features uh, like voice chat or easy to add friends uh, and battery life. And this skewed more toward battery life, which I found surprising. One of the reasons that people got really upset with the Wii U, or one of the reasons people always uh, bring out when they're saying about why the Wii U is is a disaster, same with the Wii, is their online features were just horrible. And the idea that people are putting battery life over online features is very interesting me, interesting to me. Now, the reason why I think this is because this is a, supposed to be a portable console, and this portable console probably won't be connected to the internet unless you're using your phone as a hotspot. So, therefore, unless you're at your house, you can't use most of the online features. That tells me that a lot of Nintendo games will probably be designed with the online features as a secondary thing. And the battery life, people really want to have a good battery life. So that's obviously the way this data skews. Um, which is more important, voice chat or easy to add friends? Because right now on Wii U, we don't have either. It's a pain to add friends, both on the Wii U and on the 3DS. And you don't have voice chat on either as well. And I, I was wondering what people found to be more important of those two things. And the easy-to-add friends was what people were looking for. They care less about voice chat, which really surprises me. Um, for games like Splatoon or Mario Kart or, I don't know, being able to play a multiplayer on, uh, online game like um, Mario, where I'm Mario and, and I'm playing with my buddy who's going to be Luigi and... Um, my other buddy who's, who's, uh, princess peach and somebody else is toad and we're running around in this, in this, in this game. I want to be able to talk to my friends. Online features don't work very well when you can't talk and you can't type. And while I guess I could put a keyboard on that touch screen, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. I don't want to have to type to my friends. I just want to talk. That's what I do when I play PC games. We just talk. We get on Discord and we talk to each other. And you shouldn't have to use third-party software in order to talk to people when you're playing a game on your console. So if you ask me which is more important, I say voice chat is more important. But Nintendo, you need to fix both of these things. The next question is which will be a more important factor in your decision to buy Switch. And that was first-party games available at launch versus third-party games available at launch. This one absolutely crushed it. First-party games is what people are expecting from the Nintendo Switch. Now, that being said, that kind of surprises me because on the uh, what games do you tend to get on Nintendo Systems question... I said this earlier, 
The winner was I buy a mix of first party and non Nintendo games for Nintendo systems. So the fact that we don't have, or the fact that people say that, but then they put it kind of low on the importance factor surprised me. Wow. I just had a, I just had a nasty coughing fit. I'm sorry about that. All right. The next question, and this is the last one where I was comparing the two things. I said, which would you prefer? A touchscreen or motion controls? Because there's rumors that the Switch has both. And most people said that they want a touchscreen, which really surprises me. I mean, I understand why people want a touchscreen, but at the same time, when you dock your Nintendo Switch you're not going to be able to use the touchscreen. So what is Nintendo's solution for that? That means they make a touchscreen that you can't utilize? I don't know. That seems weird. I also see why they need to have a touchscreen for games like Mario Maker. You need to have a touchscreen for that. If you don't have a touchscreen for that, it's not going to work. Um, my only The only thing I can think of is that you could put Mario Maker on the Switch, and even though you've got Mario Maker on the Switch, you could actually make the levels for free on the on on iOS and Android, because Nintendo could just put that out for those mobile platforms, and then you could play the game or the you could then play the levels that people are making on iOS and Android on your Nintendo Switch using traditional controls. So I'm not sure how that's going to go. Now, after going over that people want touchscreen over motion controls, I decided, well, do people... I mean, I made people decide between those two, okay? And then I said, do you want the Switch to have a touchscreen? 61% of people said yes, 8.5% said no, and 30% said maybe. Now, I know that the maybes are probably there because they want to see, they want to make their decision after they see what is it that Nintendo's going to do with a touchscreen. If Nintendo's going to put in a touchscreen and shoehorn games onto that, then I can see that being a problem. Uh, same thing with the motion controls. Uh, people want to know what is going to happen with the motion controls first. Is it going to be in the uh, that little bridge, or, or no? I think it's called the the shell uh, that the Joy Cons snap into, or is it going to be on the Joy Cons itself? Uh, we don't we don't know, or maybe they won't have it at all. But thirty six percent of people said that they wanted it to have motion controls. said no, and the rest said maybe. And uh, the maybes were the the biggest bunch at 38%. Uh, I said, do you want it to have built-in voice chat? Uh, 46% said yes, 14% said no, and uh, 38% said maybe. This kind of surprised me. I would have thought that the numbers for no would be way lower. I can't imagine why why you would not want a console to have voice chat unless you're thinking of it as I'm a parent and I want to make sure that my kids can't use that voice chat in which case you know put in parental controls um 
I then asked, do you want people to, or do you, do we want friend codes? And this was not a, well, actually this is a surprise to me. I mean, 60% said no, which is, that's, I expected that to be higher. Um, 21% said maybe, and 20% said yes. That surprises me that 20% of people liked the friend code system and want that to stay in. I can't stand the friend code system. It's really terrible. Um, my next question was, do you think the switch should have YouTube and Twitch integration? No surprise here. Um, 66% said yes. 24% said maybe with the nose are only at 10%. Maybe the nose being as high as 10% is a surprise to me. YouTube and Twitch they're huge and Nintendo leaving those behind is a mistake. The last few questions that I asked were how important are certain things or, or how por- how important is YouTube and Twitch integration to you? And even though um 66% said yes, a majority of the people who answered the survey said it's not important to them at all. So while they want it, if it doesn't show up, I don't think that they really care all that much. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, the last two questions are by far the most important. It's what is the minimum acceptable range of battery life for you? And I, I range this from one to six hours. And I think that uh, six hours is never going to happen. I think one hour would never is going to happen. But it, I said, what is the minimum acceptable range of battery for you? And my guess is that the people, the 4.3% of people who said one hour, it's probably because they plan on playing it at home and it, they don't care if it's a portable system. Now that I think about it, that would have been a really important question for me to put on this survey is, do you care? Do you think Nintendo made a mistake in making this a portable system? Should it have just been another Xbox, another PlayStation? Uh, I don't know. Uh, The people who picked six hours, I'm going to say that they were probably being a little unrealistic. Uh, The most people said the minimum acceptable range of battery life would be three hours And that was with 35% of the vote. 33% of the vote got four hours. And we've got a nice, uh, you know, a nice bell curve right there in the middle. Uh, So somewhere between three and four hours is what people say would be minimum acceptable range of battery life. I personally think, I mean, if I were voting on this, I would say four. But I wouldn't be surprised if it came out at three. The last question on the survey is what is your price ceiling from one to $400? Um, and I, I, I could have put $500 on here, but I really think that if Nintendo, if Nintendo puts it out any, any higher than 400, it's dead in the water. Now they've made two huge missteps with the Wii U's price and the original 3DS's price. Um, those two systems came out and, and the 3DS in I think it was less than a month, had to take a massive price cut in order to uh, succeed. And it did succeed. You know, I think it sold 65 million units uh, of the 3DS. Um, and I think that counts 2DS, 3DS, new 3DS, um, 3DS XL, and so on. Uh, so 
you know, they they fixed it. They realized that they had made a mistake there. Now, the, the Wii U, they put that out at an expensive price as well, and it just sat there on shelves. And that's one of the main issues why it sat there on shelves is because it was too expensive. Even though Nintendo took a loss on it, they said it was a very small loss. Now, when we talk about this, the Switch, I mean, we've said it before, Nintendo, or Kimishima has said, we're not going to take a loss on the Switch, but they've got to find that balance between um, cost and competition. And they really have got to find that right balance. And we know that they're not going to take a loss, so it makes me nervous. When I look at the price ceiling that people picked, they said $300 was their price ce- uh Between $300 and $400 was um, the price ceiling for, for most people who voted in this. Uh, 53% said $300. 41% said $400. My guess is that this system is going to come in somewhere between $300 and $400, probably at $349.99. Why people always feel the need to do that 99 thing, I don't understand. It doesn't really trick anybody. Or maybe it doesn't. It just doesn't trick me. I don't know. But those are the results of this survey. Um, What do you guys think? Are you surprised? Uh, Did any of this come out of left field for you? And the survey is still up. I'm going to put a link to the survey in the show notes so that you can fill it out if you want. And you can look at the data that we collected. I know that there's a couple things that I didn't do very well on the survey, um, but I'm not going to throw it away and start over because, uh, you know, we've got uh, ridiculous amounts of people um, taking or uh, have already answered it. So I don't want to get rid of all that data, uh, throwing away that information. Uh, But if you want to take the survey, just check it out in the show notes. Uh, Thank you for listening. That's it for this episode of Switchcraft. If you want to help out the show, the number one way that you can do that is by giving us a review on iTunes. Uh, it helps us gain visibility, and uh, you know we want to know what you think. Um, I say we, I mean me. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, you can send an email to runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Just make sure that the subject says Switchcraft in it. And you can also call the show and leave a voicemail. And that's 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. If you're looking for more content from me, I also have another podcast called, funnily enough, Run, Jump, Stomp. You can find that on iTunes, Google Play, all the places where you would normally subscribe to podcasts. Or you can just go to runjumpstomp.com slash listen, and that'll give you the podcast feed links that you're looking for. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at Run, Jump, Stomp. And as always, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.